Pai, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi everyone, it's Michelle Lightworker here and welcome to Enlightened Conversations. I have a wonderful guest joining me today, Jessica Reid, all the way over from New Zealand. Now I love New Zealand and I'm really looking forward to hearing more about Jessica. We happened upon each other in Facebook and I love the land of Facebook because it really helps, we just talked about it before coming on air actually, um, that it allows people to really see you and if you allow yourself to be seen and it allows them to go, well, you know what, I really want to, I really want to plug into that vibration and that's how Jessica and I happened upon each other which I think is absolutely beautiful and it's a great uh, testimony to the law of attraction we were just joking about a joke about the law of attraction just then so bum bum <laughs> Jessica um, but to formally introduce Jessica to you Jessica Reed is a global clairvoyant channel and purpose fulfillment coach I love that purpose fulfillment coach sharing her purpose gifts and message with the world through her online purposeful business. Jessica connects and communicates with her guides and many other light beings within her services to bring through enlightenment, which they're passionate about, insight, information, guidance, and empowerment from high dimensions to the human consciousness on a personal and collective level, which I love because you know what? It's begin might begin about me and my consciousness, but then it, if we get conscious enough, guess what happens? It turns into, it's all about us guys. So welcome Jessica. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited for our conversation today. Yeah, me too. And like I said, like the breast, pre- the breast preparation. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the best preparation, I think, is just being ourselves because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we do this every day and creating a space for spirit to come in and talk through us is what we do. So it's kind of cool that I always love sitting down and having a chin wave with a clairvoyant channel because... <laughs> it's, it's just lovely just who I am and and what I'm about as well so welcome thank you so much what would you like to talk about well, you know what the, the 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 big thing that just jumped out at me when I was actually introducing mm-hmm. you was definitely um the the, the word purpose I remember mm-hmm. I or purposeful whatever you want to call it both um mm-hmm. I feel for me I, I did this I, I channeled through the Lightworker Practitioner training many moons ago. And then when I was putting it online, Spirit said to me, you know what, we need to give people a meditation that connects them at the end of the first level and the beginning of the, the second level to have as a, in their toolkit. Uh, and, and guess what the, the meditation was called? Purpose performance. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, it, was, it was actually called On Purpose. Like right, on. awesome. Ah, I like awesome. how spirit has the little puns, boom, boom. Like yeah. On. But, um, you know, it, it is about that. Um, mm. I think we set, like we set our intention to navigate where we want to go. And even though we don't perhaps have the concrete form of it, the intention behind it is still extraordinarily real. And I think... Mm understood that because I, I hear a lot of people talking about oh, I'm anxious I don't know what I'm meant to do or I feel a bit of depression I'm not sure what my, I feel lost I, I you hear a lot of that stuff going on don't you mm, yeah so I guess what, what are your words of wisdom to help them find that 
that purpose that they need to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think the biggest thing is that um, because say with the Purpose TV um, series that I run, you know, I interview other people who are fulfilling their purpose and, you know, on their path as such, um, you know, the biggest thing that um, everyone will bring forward is that they didn't know it all from the start. They didn't know how it was all going to evolve, how it was all going to look or the kind of, um, you know, dot to dot um, uh, information or um, <laughs> details, you know, they just knew um, how they felt in their soul as to what they wanted to bring to the world and trusted that if they took the first step that the um, unveiling of how it would all kind of manifest would come about, you know, and that it's all about um, really taking um, that first step to create the momentum. It's almost like when you take that first step, you're communicating with your spirit team, the universe, you know, the whole collective consciousness. I'm going in this direction and I'm committed to it, whether I know how it's all going to look or not, because deep down the most important thing is that this is what my soul wants to do. This is the direction that I'm feeling guided towards, pulled towards um, and inspired towards. And then that like activates something in the universe, the collective consciousness, you know, all that is to show up for you because you've shown up for the first step. So that's going to all show up for you and it all kind of, unfolds in that way um, and I always trust that um, whatever you feel passionate about or drawn towards it or that you feel is like your zone of your genius that you're just really good at um, naturally to really tap into that even if you don't know how that could you know I, f- I feel like a lot of people want to know how could that be an online business or how can that be you know <laughs> things like this and I'm like just don't worry about all that stuff right now tap into that that channel where you're you're letting it through into that zone where you're activating it because it will show you how it wants to unfold sometimes thinking of it like an entity of its own being like okay if you tap into it embody it it's going to fall it's going to show you how it wants to unfold because it already knows the bigger plan you know Oh, yes, totally, totally, totally. Um, and, you know, like this morning I was um, – had I, I've been doing a lot of work towards um, things in a certain direction. I felt like I really had um, – I was – you know when you, you're waiting for the next sign or you're waiting for the next yeah. little bit of information and you think, is there something more I could do here because I'm <clears> – <throat> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Is there something more? Like it's just like a curiosity. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And sometimes, you know. And the answer I got this morning was, "No, you're doing <laughs> everything that you need to be doing right now. Don't mm-hmm. over." And I was like, yeah. "Okay, really, mm-hmm. yeah, really." So I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay," and I think sometimes trusting that that what we're shown to do is enough is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where we um, I think when we got, get tripped up is often our fears come into play. And mm. it's like when we feel attached to a certain outcome, like something's not delivered itself on time or in the way we want it to or something, we start to lose faith. I, I see that happen with people. Do you see that happen when they kind of have an attachment to an outcome and it doesn't happen with money, um, yeah. you know, or success or it could be yeah. anything really. Yeah, but you can 
see how it's like the mind's disappointed or the mind is kind of trying to analyze it, work it out because the mind was like, oh, I want it to look like this. And then it analyzes it like it doesn't look the way that I thought it was going to look. So something's wrong. But if you can feel that silent space within your soul, that's kind of just like at peace or not stressing out or not feeling out of discord, you know, there's just a silent peace in your soul that's like, this is just the way it's meant to be, you know, it'll all come about in its divine timing. I think that's the best thing to really tap into because the, the fears and everything are just really like the mind going blah, 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 like yeah. <laughs> trying to take over. Yeah. Cause like when I was, when I was, when I was having my little conversation this morning with my guides mm. about, mm. More I could do, um, you know, that they said, are you still okay with the slow reveal, Michelle? You know, because mm. we have to think about it's okay to embrace the slow reveal. You know, don't mm. you don't need to see everything in order to feel safe. Mm. You can allow us to have the vision and hold the vision for you. You don't mm. have to have vision. You can just focus yeah. on what you're doing and have the vision within what you're doing right now, so that we can hold mm. the bigger vision for you. And they they were a bit cheeky and they said you should be, you should be still okay with the slow reveal, Michelle. <laughs> <It's just like, laughs> No. Maybe like, oh. <laughs> yeah and <laughs> yeah let's like their mind going um just like the conditioning going like i have to always be doing something or if i've got this big vision i always have to be working hard and working hard involves like action and physical um contribution and things like that and i think um you'll probably agree that a lot of what we're learning lately is um the more that we can just be and play in um the embodiment of our soul and our soul's purpose in the divine timing, um, you don't really have to do a lot. Like you don't actually have to be doing much. It's just more a being and allowing yourself to be inspired and then only do what actually feels inspired, only do what actually feels good. Um, I think it's a big sign that if you're trying you know, it is natural to think if you've got a big vision for your purpose, it is natural to think that I'm going to have to work hard and it's going to take a lot of hard work. But I think if you're doing all these actions that feel like you're hustling or grinding at something and, you know, you're feeling like you have to work way into the middle of the night, something's not right because your mind's taken over, the doing and the action is taken over and the being has kind of subsided in a way you know like the, the, the actual being of it and the playfulness and the inspire inspiration can't get through when you're focused on the doing so i think that's awesome that we're very kind of on a similar path at the moment in terms of the guides just being like you don't actually have to do a lot like it can actually be this easy because i'm sure you also have that thing of sometimes you're like oh i've done everything today that was kind of needing to be taken care of and can it really be this easy? Like, can I really have this much success and ease and abundance without actually feeling like I'm exhausted, you know? And, and you guys are just like, that's actually how it's supposed to be. <laughs> you know, like the humans have got it a little messed up thinking that you have to work so hard to get certain things, but you actually have, you have a, a you know, birthright, a, a blueprint to, to enjoy life and to have it good and to allow the universe to support you. So that's a really yeah. interesting process, huh? So interesting. So interesting. Because mm. I was having a conversation with um, one of my, my helpers. And mm. yes, and she sent me through a really long email of all these things that we 
needed to well not needed to focus on they're, they're on our they're on our list of things that um that that will really be beneficial to what mm. we're doing you know? yeah. and I, I only felt guided to focus on one thing like and, and we yeah. had this conversation yesterday mm. and, uh, and it was so wonderful just to go yeah let's make it easy let's just focus on this thing mm. and you know mm. what? I reckon once we do that we'll just have all this time and then we'll just go yeah that's okay let's focus on that thing that's really that that thing's going to be really interesting now but I think mm. if you look at the list and you go oh look all these things that we could mm. do which would be great like they're all good projects in themselves mm. which one's calling which one's Every really time. yeah mm. I think that that's really important to to really yeah. have, have that um I like the silent piece of the soul mm. I heard you that and I really like those words because when you're mm. dropping into that place, that's the place that's going to say that next thing on the list is the thing mm. Mm. you need to do. And then it makes it easy and fun and light. Whereas yeah. if we're looking at listening, they're all good, they're all important, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it wouldn't probably be fun to do any of it because we, you know, even though we're all yeah. And, and interesting to begin with it just kind of mucked it up mm. so mm. really i'm really hearing you i like it yeah I like it. yeah and i love how like as a collective consciousness you can actually um observe this let's say movement that's kind of been happening especially with um the kind of rising of the feminine empowerment or the feminine energy um, because it's kind of gone in a way where, you know, we can look at back at old days where women didn't work and, you know, they were housewives and the man earned the money and things like that. And how now it kind of got into the space where it's like the rise of the female entrepreneur and, and, you know, women, you know, going out in their own businesses, making their own money and all this kind of stuff. And then it got to this point of like, um, and it's still existing currently, um, but it's transitioning is it got to this point of like, um, you know, being um, a female entrepreneur and hustling and being like the boss and being, um, you know, the one that can do it all and the superwoman and everything like that. And now it's kind of just easing into this place of like the rise of the goddess energy where it's, it's really like that, but balanced out. It's like, you can be in your feminine um goddess you know being your your gifts your purpose your um your light your genius you can have the empowerment of being um say like a feminine or a fem female entrepreneur and have your own thing that you're contributing to the world and make your own money and be abundant and things like that but you don't have to grind yourself um to the stone and embrace and be in such a masculine space to do that if you know what i mean it like can you feel that too it's like it's been a rise and then it's gone to the point of you can see that a lot of women are getting exhausted because they're almost like they're rising in their feminine, but then the masculine is taking over. It's like, and they kind of yeah, get, get to that point of exhaustion. Now it's kind of just all balancing out into the space of this yeah. real kind of goddess energy of like, you can do all that, but with a sense of grace and ease, you can still be in your feminine of taking care of yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. In fact, on the 6th of January this year, I attended an event in Brisbane, in, in Australia. Um, mm -hmm. And it was, it was a film night called Femme, Women Healing the mm -hmm. World. All mm -hmm. a documentary about the, exactly what you just said, is that, mm -hmm. you know, we're, 
where there may have, may have been a patriarchal society in the, in the in the beginnings of that domination of energy, um, and mm. then then women sort of stepped up and went, hang on, equal rights here. Um, mm. But then they took it too far and they disconnected from the actual feminine energy that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and took into the masculine. Mm. And then that's not the answer to be a mm. matriarchal society um, mm. or, you know, a, a, a society that's quite patriarchal that's run by women. I mean, it's not, it's not the answer. So, you know, mm. and then went on to say it is about embracing that energy that we're talking about of the feminine, all of us, men as well. Mm. And so mm -hmm. we're balancing that feminine and masculine energy in ourselves. And mm -hmm. yeah, I like it so much. I actually signed on to produce five movies with the, the Emmanuel Etier, who's the um, Hollywood award Hollywood winning dire uh, director and producer with Sharon Stone of that That's film. I know, mm. because I felt so passionate about it, sweetheart. You asked me if I resonate. Seriously, mm. that night I was just like, this is exactly what we, mm. this is about. Like, it's all about balancing the polarities. I mean, have mm. you seen my logo? My logo, like Worker Reflections, is actually the flower of life, but it's mm -hmm. got the yin yang in it. And mm. it came to me about 2010. It came to me. I was actually on a walk with my husband and I was talking about creating a logo and it, it just, like, appeared in front of me. It was the flower of yeah. life, which is absolute unity to connect to everything and mm. then it's like this this yin and yang in in and the the flowers the colors reversed in the flower you know and i was mm. like oh, that's perfect that's just <laughs> you know yeah. sums up exactly what i believe in um mm. i'm a really big believer in um the light and the darkness um being integrated mm -hmm. into the experience um mm -hmm. i think like there's a lot of poo-pooing on the darkness but I feel like it's the yeah. light so yeah. you know I'm yeah I come from that angle with things mm. I know this you know I think it's important to not stand yeah. up in the darkness yeah I get what you mean to it it's it's like the way I kind of um look at it is um uh like it, like you would say poo-pooing on the ego <laughs> you know it's like there's been for so long this whole um, thing of, you know, if you're spiritual, you don't have any ego. And then if you're spiritual, the, the ego is bad and let's make it a real negative thing, all this kind of stuff. But I think a lot of people are realizing these days is that, you know, there's a total balance, like a yin-yang between the ego and um, the spirit, the soul. And that they each serve a very different purpose, but they each serve a purpose in the sense of um, our soul, our spirit, our energy forming in a physical uh, manifestation in this physical dimension. And so, you know, um, like I always say to people sometimes is, you know, if I didn't have an ego or something that was um, taking care of my survival um, or, you know, taking care of things that could hurt me or could put me in danger which sometimes represent as fears um you know if i was just in my spirit i'd probably be off meditating and, and you know like um i wouldn't have a roof over my head or i'd cross the road and get hit by a bus or i hear you know stuff like that because it's like there, there needs to be that balance of like grounding us here in the physical dimension and, and taking care of our physical bodies and our survival so that our soul our spirit can continue life here you know, um, because we are in a physical world where things bump up against one another or, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the ego looks out for that and the ego makes sure 
that eat food and and um, you know fears things that are out of your safety to a degree um, just all kind of things it's like they're both in their zone of their genius they're both purposeful just because they're very opposite sometimes doesn't mean that the ego is bad so I love how you also um, you know acknowledge that yin yang between you know the darkness the light the ego the spirit whichever you like to call it Mm. Yeah. Did you see my post on Facebook this morning? No. Oh, no, really? Should I read it? <laughs> yeah, sure. It's <laughs> so funny we can do this. Um, okay. It's so funny. I love it. I love that we're talking about this. Yeah. I haven't even read my post. So <laughs> I said, I said um, I'm just trying to find it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no. Okay. Don't beat up on the ego. It's the part of you that needs to be loved the most. It's also the part that will create the most chaos when you abandon it. Love it, listen to it, nurture it, transform it, enlighten it. Enlighten it. When a transformed ego is your ally, you can do great things to unite rather than divide, connect rather than segregate, and you will see all as equal with the inner light we are all born from. This is unity consciousness. Connect with you in order to create a planet that connects, connects free, free of immoderate ego. Mm, mm, I love that yeah and I kind of um like I understand when people say you know oh the ego is that which divides us or kind of um you know does all these things in terms of society and stuff like that and it's like mm, I think that's more like you know the ego has been taken then it's been put on overdrive through like you know it's it's been um inflamed or uh do you know what I mean by that? It's like, it's like, it's, 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 it's this whole society and conditioning and everything like that has kind of inflamed it. But really, like, if you just look at the core values of the ego, which is to, to, to have survival in this human world, it's, it's, it's not as bad as we all kind of make it out to be. And you can. Well, I mean, if you, if you look at the ego, like a narcissistic baby, you know, it wants to be fed. It wants to be taken care of. It wants to be loved. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. And yeah. nothing wrong with Um, But babies, you know, like they need to be taken care of. And if they're mm. not taken care of, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll really have their way with screaming and creating massive attention and drama that is actually not really required. I mean, if, if yeah. we're taken care of it. So it's, it's, it's like what we deny, we create, mm. we, I, I believe we create an immoderate, a moderate expression of that which we reject. Mm. So if we embrace it and understand it and love it, if it's, mm. it's, we only see what we don't understand. So if we can find a way to understand it and have a connection mm. with it from heart space, that's, mm. that's, that's when the transformation occurs. Because then it goes, oh, I'm okay. Oh, it's okay to be loved. Okay. Oh, it's okay to, be, to, to care about myself. Oh, that's good. Um, mm. Okay. There's no, look at me over here, look at me. Oh, I need more attention yeah. or you know, mm. I need to be the president of the United States and, you know, like, yeah, yeah. whatever, yeah. you know, doing, you doing, doing immoderate behaviour that yeah. more attention. So I think mm-hmm. that, that societies, I think spirituality is an interesting thing because I think sometimes spirituality, people misrepresent it. They mm. think is to be pure they think that it is to be um good 
But my feeling on spirituality is to be connected and to love that which you really feel that you cannot stand and you find a way to love it and to embrace it and you find a way to make peace with it. Because if you don't, then you're disconnected. And when you're disconnected, that's when you lack spiritual, well, you lack the spiritual connection, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I love how you say that in terms of, you know, um, the way I see it is that there's been um, an evolution of, say, spiritual teachers and things like that. And it's um, evolved in such a way now that it's very different to, um, say, the the previous paradigm where, um, like you're saying, there's kind of like a misrepresentation of spirituality because um, it was very much focused on... um, even though the spiritual spirituality was meant to be positive, there was so much focus on what is negative or what is negative energy or what do we, what's, you know, the ego being bad or how can we, um, you know, take ourselves away from all these things and resist all these things and protect ourselves from all these things um, rather than actually focusing on being the light, the positive, the, you know, the high vibration. Um, just kind of like like a simple example um, that I that I um, have that not everyone agrees upon. Um, but my thing is, I've heard previously, you know, so much about um, in terms of spirituality and, and having um, gifts and things like that. Is you know, you have to protect yourself from negative energies, um, yes. and I oh. don't do that. Oh I don't God. like it. So good because I'm not kidding. Before you just started, Spirit just said to me the best, not kidding. Spirit just said to me the best protection is integration, and it's so interesting mm-hmm. that you. I hadn't. I didn't even know what topic you were going to talk about. I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> we're obviously resonating yeah. on this one big time. I'd love to yeah. hear your take. Yeah, because like the the. Yeah, because lots of people have told me, you know, in the past year they're holding of, you know, because you have these gifts and because you can connect with spirits and you can pick up on, you know, mediumship and things like that, you have to protect yourself. You need to protect yourself. It's the number one importance that you protect yourself. And every time I heard that, even when I was just kind of reintegrating with my gifts and things like that, I was just like, oh, ick. Like, this is just, like, and whenever people try to put that on me, I was like, okay, goodbye. Like, (laughs) you know, I just was not feeling it. And you know, practiced it for a little while and things like that. And But I got to this point where I was just like, oh. like it's kind of, um, it actually came up on the Abraham channeling this morning, is if you think of it like a, a radio frequency, you know, a dial, you attune yourself to the high vibrations, you attune yourself to pure source, pure spirit, the higher beings, that's what you'll get. You don't need to, you know, if, say if you relate it to a radio, if you tune yourself to 97.5, you don't have to worry about defending yourself from 91.2. It, it can't reach you. You know, and people come up with this, this excuse like, oh, the lighter you are, the more they're drawn to you, like a moth to a flame. And to me, I'm just like, oh, bullshit. Like, I just don't resonate with that at all. And it serves people for their beliefs. And that's where I'm like, okay, that's cool. If it makes you feel good and it serves your belief, I don't, like, there's, you know, everyone is by their own beliefs and it's all serving everyone. But just for me personally, um, it's that old paradigm of fear, but now it's more of a paradigm of, like, actually being the master of your own um, 
energy field, being master of your own experience. And if you can attune yourself with those high vibrations and those high energies, don't worry about anything else because you're not even in their vibrational vicinity or frequency or wavelength. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I think, look, a really good practical example of this, because I, when I was a counsellor, I specialised in multi-addictions and I specialised in helping a lot mm. of people through the addiction. Mm. So they were really addicted to relationships. And these relationships mm. were awfully abusive as well. So they had the love addiction and then you had the domestic violence uh, part, but it was all part of the same cycle. And, you know, loved, they loved the person. I was so addicted to the person, but then they, 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 they couldn't leave because, mm. you know, it, they knew they were dependent and it was, you know, um, toxic and they knew there was a lot of drama, a lot of cycles and things like that, but they couldn't leave. Mm. And the, the example I'm going to give you here that will help, I think, a lot of people to understand this is the same thing on a different level. We're talking about spirituality, but it's exactly mm. the same. It's absolutely impossible for you to leave a relationship that's abusive or that your love addicted and dependent on if you haven't developed a connection with your own inner light and power. Uh, mm. You will continue to come back to that particular relationship. If that yeah. relationship taken away from you, you will immediately find very quickly another dependent relationship to slot yourself into. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because if we deny our light, we, we, we don't have the strength to leave. The other component of that is that by denying our light, what we're effectively doing every single day, every single minute of the day in that relationship is we're abusing ourselves. So mm-hmm. technically, if we look at this like integration of the shadow, we have attracted the very, the perfect um, person to demonstrate how abusive we're being to ourselves internally. And so mm. we can't leave something we haven't learned yet. So yeah. this, yeah. So that when you take it to that level of what we're doing, where you're working with people um, who have disowned their shadow. If you haven't actually integrated your own shadow, chances are you're not lifting. No matter how many vibrational energies that you're calling in, you're not lifting if you're denying the chains that are attached to your legs. So there are real, there are real opportunities to say, well, of course, if I'm, if I'm having a challenge integrating higher vibrational frequencies, I've got to actually allow those, the higher vibrational frequencies to support me in integrating and understanding and reconnecting with those mm. vibrational frequencies that I need to learn from, that I haven't quite integrated yet. So yeah. I, I, just, I don't go around protecting myself. The best protection is integration and the best protection mm. is invocation, like invoking those higher energies. And um, mm. I don't know if you know much about me, but... Back in 2005, when I channeled Lightworker Practitioner Training, um, Archangel Michael channeled them through me. It was a spiritual assignment. He said, turn up, deliver the training. Anyway, so I did that. And it was based on 12 principles. And at the time, I didn't realise it, that they were higher vibrational frequencies, although I could feel the energy, but didn't kind of match. I didn't kind of get it. Mm-hmm. Now I understand that they're all universal high vibrational frequency. It's totally accessible to everybody. Um, and they, I don't even breathe by them. And if there's anything that's like love, unity, peace, joy, you know, open-mindedness, forgiveness, there's 12 of them, right? So if I'm, if I'm coming up against a barrier 
in myself around one of those principles, of course I'm going to attract someone to give me the lesson so I can integrate it. And I don't actually think mm. I should be protected from that. Mm. I don't think I should be protected from lessons. Mm. We don't need to be protected from lessons, do we? I mean, that's, that's essentially mm -hmm. what we're saying. Oh, oh protect yourself. Oh, 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 you don't want to learn. You don't want to learn how to integrate that. Isn't that true? Isn't that what people are saying? Yeah. You can call it a blessing. Yeah. A blessing. Yeah. The blessing in a lesson. <laughs> I love that. Blessing in the lesson. I, I say that most of our gifts come in really weird packaging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Often, ugly, often really ugly and hard looking packaging. Like, oh, mm -hmm. the can't be that, but there is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> how, did you, yeah. how did you come upon um, coming into purpose work? Like, have you, you know, you look quite young. I mean, I'm young, mm. I'm young, but I'm really old, so <laughs> I, I'm not going to presume anything that you're young, old, or whatever, it doesn't matter, but I'm just I'm, young, so I'm just I'm like, 24. What? Yeah, you're young, yeah. man. But some, so people look, some people look at me and go, are you 17? <laughs> and I'm like, probably I've still. All my life, honey. I, I've had that all my life. It's mm. kind of interesting. I'm 13 and I looked 18, and then I hit mm. 18 and stayed there for many years, you know, which <laughs> yeah. like you. You're 16, you're 24. Um, yeah, so I'm, 20, I'm not 20. I'm 40. I'm 47 in a couple of months. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. So I'm, I'm very young. 30s. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people say that. So, yeah. so, so you're so young, but you're in it so early. This is exciting. So mm. what led to these choices? Um, it's interesting because I, just before we got on our call, I actually decided to record a video about my journey in terms of how I've kind of gotten to this point, um, in my life and where it's all come from and things like that. And just to kind of recap it really quickly <laughs> would be, um, you know, I had the guest when I was, ever since I was born and, um, you know, would interact with spirit and source and, um, receive messages and visions and things like that. <clears throat> um, was very aware of the energies in my house. Uh, I was, I was going to say home and house at the same time. And I said house <laughs> um, in my heart, in my family home. Um, and you know, at that time it was all very confusing because I would watch movies, TV, stuff like that. And, you know, nothing educates you on spirit and source at that age. It all educates you on, What's happening in the movies so it's a ghost or it's a boogie monster or it's something you know and, and so I was very confused in all those ways and I couldn't really ever explain it properly to my parents in terms of why I was so afraid to go sleep in my room by myself at night because you know I could feel the presence of what I now understand to be my spirit guides and my past loved ones but at the time I didn't know why there were these people in my room that my parents couldn't see um, and why they were watching over me or why they were there. So I would, you know, like under the sheets, I would, <laughs> now I have like neck problems because I've held so much tension from a young age and the shoulders trying to, you know, I would just lay in the sheets still breathing really shallow because I didn't want them to know I was there or to, <laughs> you know, to make any movements or anything like that. So um, it was all confusing when I was little and I, so then I um, shut it out all through my schooling because no one understood it. It wasn't normal. I just wanted to be a normal kid. I already had trouble enough trying to fit in because, you know, I was in a different world most of the time. <laughs> my mum always said like, oh, that's my kid. She's from another world <laughs> because I would be off with the fairies all the time. Um, and so um, even though 
um, even though I shut my gifts out through schooling, I always held this one vision of the woman I was going to be and how my lifestyle was going to be um, in, you know, my later years. I always knew I was going to own a business and travel a lot and be very independent and abundant and have a large reach and things like that. Um, and then at left school at 16, because I knew that school and university just was not essential to my life's path. Um, it taught me the simple things that I needed to be a human being, but it was not, and that's just, that's not me just being a teenager and being like, I don't want to go to school. It was just like, I could feel in my soul that it was just totally fine to leave that be. Um, so I left, got my own life experience. I started working from 14 up until, um, you know, 20 and uh, moved to Australia with my partner at the time at 18, set up a whole um, lifestyle of what society taught us to set up. We had good jobs, a house that was beyond our means, um, dog, nice cars, shopping all the time, all this stuff and material success, um, but realised that I wasn't, you know, oh, I thought I was happy, but, you know, um, you know, if I wasn't feeling that great, I'd go shopping or, you know, it was just kind of like humdum, like, mm, this is all right type of thing. And then one night I just had this experience where, um, I had a flashback basically to a past life of having a heart attack. I didn't know that that's what it was at the time. Um, but basically I was having this experience where mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I was reliving that experience, that heart attack, but not physically. Um, and I was just freaking out. I my partner, like, I'm having a heart attack, but I'm not. Something's happening to me, like, something's wrong. Like, just freaking out, not being able to breathe properly. Like, just everything was really strange going on, really anxious and all this kind of stuff. And I kind of calmed down and went to bed. And ever since that night, um, just it's like my soul, my spirit team, the universe just said, like, okay, everything's going to be reactivated now. You're going to get back into your gifts. You're going to get on your purpose and it's all going to happen from this point forward. There's no turning back into this humdum, you know, okay life. And so I thought for two years that I just had chronic anxiety because I went into this sudden place of constant overwhelm of trying to process all these energies, all this information, you know, um, all of these experiences, um, you know, just even the clairvoyance, the mediumship, the psychic abilities, the empathy, the sensitivity, everything came back on like full blast. And I had no idea what to do with it because it was so overwhelming. I couldn't step inside a mall without feeling dizzy and sick because I couldn't deal with the amount of energy information, not only the people that were there, but the people that came with those people in spirit. <laughs> um, just, just this is just this you know just one example but there's so many experiences where everything was so overwhelming I didn't know what to do with myself um and I went to a doctor to say that I had anxiety or something was wrong with me um that I couldn't handle it because I was having suicidal thoughts with all of the overwhelm it was just too much um prescribed me antidepressants and then all these messengers came to me through you know my boss at the time different people just saying like no 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 this is not the way you're going to heal. You're not going to put a sticky band on it like a plaster. This is not the answer. You know, it is to some people, but it's not for me. And 
Um, so I didn't take the antidepressants and I kind of remembered my love for clairvoyance and, you know, spiritual stuff and, you know, all these cool, um, magical, mystical things. So I started going to clairvoyance and healers and meditation groups and, um, uh, you know, getting into crystals and um, I read like every Hay House book that I could find on spiritual things. And Because every time I connected with that, it's like the anxiety just dropped away for a moment. It's like I went into this space where it's almost like, that experience of the anxiety didn't exist, time didn't exist, stress didn't exist. It's just like I went into this space. Um, and everything started to remind me of my soul, my gifts, how to utilize them, how to connect in, how to tune in, how to understand the empathy, the sensitivities, all this kind of stuff. I started astral traveling and lucid dreaming nearly every night and having all these incredible out-of-body experiences um uh, reconnected with my spirit guides um and just you know learnt the certain things they like here uh, reiki healing and reconnective healing and um utilizing my gifts again and all this kind of stuff and then the, with each step of it um the anxiety just started to drop away drop away drop away to the point where I was observant rather than being in my life I was like observant of my life looking at it and going it's just not like if if I looked at every aspect of it I was just like that one's out that one's out that one's out that one's out like it's just not reflective of now where my soul needs to be in each area of my life it's you know it's just kind of I looked at my I was like I don't like my job I don't want to work for someone else. I've always known that I'm not meant to work for someone else. I don't like my relationship. It's just not, doesn't fulfill me. Um, I don't like where I live. Um, you know, it was just all these realizations of like, actually, I don't actually like anything of what I've created, even though it's successful in a materialistic way. I was like, I just don't actually like any of it in a fulfilling way. So I left it all, left my job, left my partner, left my um, home, moved back to New Zealand um, and just spent some time on myself and started running. I knew I started, wanted to share what my gifts were. So I started running meditation classes and I started channeling the meditations and the teachings and the um, workshops. And then they just expanded and expanded and expanded. Then I realized I could do my readings one-on-one. -on -one. Then I realized I could do readings online and reach people globally. And then I realized I could do all my teachings and all my readings and all my mentorships online and travel the world. And so it all just kind of, like I was saying earlier, it all just evolved once I put my foot in that direction. And now I'm completely free of anxiety in every way because it just, it was like an awakening, like a, something inside me going like, okay, bam, like everything's back on now. We're reactivating everything. And you don't really have a choice. Like you're going to find it really hard to, to resist what your soul's calling is. And you're going to have a really hard time if you ignore this. But if you follow it, you'll completely realign with bliss. And that was, you know, now, now it's all just kind of continuing to go on that momentum and loving the traveling and feeling called towards the book and, um, starting a, as a radio host and things like that. So just as an example of what we're talking about earlier, it's, you know, it all unfolds if you, yeah, if you just kind of trust it and that you see it as its own 
journey that already knows the perfection of or the divinity of its timing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm getting this picture of um, uh, uh, two things. This morning I got the message that the biggest breakthrough is a breakdown. Yeah, definitely. People think breakdowns are horrible, but when you mm. when you hit critical massive activation, which is what mm. happened to you, and something just had to give, that things mm. weren't working anymore, and you synchronistically were ready to step into activation. I think that's when the breakdown occurred. Mm. Same thing kind of happened for me as well when I was twenty. I'm just trying to think. My age was uh, twenty. Twenty, mm-hmm. um, and. I was, yeah, similar. I'll, I'll share my story another time. But what the other thing I got was that, that, that at that time, it feels like internally, you, you know, I, I see a sponge. So you're at that point of absorption where you, it's, everything's going to mm. go. And mm. if you don't feel the sponge with high vibrational frequencies, it's overwhelming mm. because you can't cope with everything coming in. And so that creates us the anxiety and it feels like mm. that creates that for a lot of people who are um, who step into the empathic ability um mm. it creates a what what i would call spiraling out of the body which is often the fluttering that we feel when we're in anxiety it's actually our astral mm. body flying out of our body mm. and then the alternative is when you absolutely thought i'm gonna just soak up everything i can to do mm. with I'm feeling I gotta do. It's like oh. you're feeling the feeling the sponge, you're feeling the sponge, you're feeling the sponge, mm. and then you're expanding the sponge out so far mm. out like from within though, still that you're able to look at everything and go, yep, yeah, nah, 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 because mm. that's not serving me. Because you have the strength, like we we're saying about before, like connecting with your light, same kind of thing mm. to go. Mm, can can say goodbye to all that because I'm not attached yeah. to it anymore. And it's so easy. It's just yes. like. You're not it. Bye. No. Like, <laughs> exactly. There's no attachment to things because it just, when you're in a certain place of, especially with, say, the breakdown or the anxiety and things like that, it, you get into the space of, like, being really super critical about, like, choosing things that either don't make you happy or make you happy. If you get what I mean, it's kind of like when you experience that extreme pain on like in a mental emotional deep level it's like things that don't make you happy it just you know it's just like not like you don't you just don't allow those things in your life anymore it's like I'm only looking for things that make me happy because I've experienced how traumatic it can be to be so out of alignment and or you know to be at such a, a breakdown you know so it's it's you get super critical like yeah I'm only doing what feels good to myself because I don't want to have to have another breakdown I don't want to have to have the universe kick my ass again to in order to get me back in alignment because I'm gonna do I'm going to live my soul's highest purpose um I can either you know, align myself with it or I can be sloppy about it and have the universe kick me up the butt a few times. So I'd rather just align from the start and only choose the things that feel good now. <laughs> you know. Oh, I love 
such a celebration though. Like, yeah, mm. we become super sensitive to become super sensitive about what we don't want to keep, but then also what we do want to keep. And then mm. God, you know, like you were just saying before, it's, can it be this easy? Actually, yes. And it's joyful mm. and oh, mm. just wonderful really. And I think that yeah. that's such a gift that of hope really to, to, to mm. give to to say, you know what, it's worth work walking through it. If you're at that critical stage where you just feel mm. like something like you, welcome to mm. the freaking path. We have been there, yeah. friends. Yeah. Friends. No, like, don't don't judge that as wrong, mm. bad, something that you're not doing right. You're, mm. you're right in victory for a change or a breakthrough that that we mm. know absolutely. Well, it is really glorious because mm. the, the reality is once you go through that. You hopefully you feel motivated not to have to return to that, and that yeah, that's it's like you can never go back. Mm. Yeah, it is really like that. It's it's kind of just like I could never live a life that was according to society materialistic standards and not be happy because to me that's just like slow death. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like it's just, it's just it's just I can't look back at that and think that I could ever be happy in that. Just for me personally and yeah I love um one of what one of my friends and I were talking about the other day was um you know sometimes it's um how do I put it it's kind of like when you get to that space where you're in that momentum where you've got that alignment with say your sole purpose or what you want to be doing here in the world or relationship or abundance or freedom or joy and things like that and um sometimes you know people will come to me or to you know a friend and and they'll be in that kind of breakthrough stage and you can kind of feel from them that they're like oh yeah you don't know what you're talking about your life is just so easy you're so lucky and blah 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 you know and um what could you have possibly gone through especially at your age and things like that and it's and it's just that um that feeling of like you know just because some people seem to have like you know um that alignment that ease that joy that abundance in their life um doesn't mean that that it just turned up on their doorstep you know they've most likely been through quite a breakthrough quite a break you know breakdown and a breakthrough to get to that point um and yeah i just i just think um that's important to acknowledge as well is that you know those of us who are teaching this um, enlightenment this work it's it's not because we're just along with fairy dust and we've got it all sorted out and the universe just kind of gave us this you know easy life it, you know everyone has that process of that I guess like the lotus coming out of the mud or you know having the breakthrough things like that and I think that's really important to acknowledge as well um, and and that you don't know um, everyone else you don't know other people's journeys you don't know what anyone else has been through um in that way yeah and look, you know hey, I mean? absolutely I, I think you know we're all human we've been through shit mm, yeah you know, I mean, being a human being is so awesome but it can be really crappy sometimes like if you're a human mm. being you've been through shit. so hey mm. around to everybody out there who are uh, trying to pave the way for holding the space for people to elevate like us. Mm, mm. Um, kudos. And they're the people that I want to work with because they're the people that 
I believe that, um, that, 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 that collective consciousness as a whole is, is rapidly awakening, like rapidly awakening. It's like that hundredth monkey syndrome where, you know, it gets the hundredth monkey and then... Mm. Yeah. And there are recent events uh, with different things that have happened that have really activated that. Um, mm. And I feel like, you know, the president elections, one of them, like people going, well, we don't, know, we know we don't, want, you know what, we were just talking about that. Well, sometimes it takes to know what you don't want to start creating what you do want. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's certain mm. purpose. Um, mm. And feeling into that energy of that rapid expansion right now where mm. I know into the energy of rapid hopelessness because that's often where that breakthrough is is that that mm. depression that hopelessness and that anxiety that's that's why it exists actually um yeah. so i respect and honor the process and how hard that can be but guess what's just about to happen guys it's like a freaking consciousness tsunami is about mm-hmm. to yeah and mm. we are going to be ready for that and yeah. so for me, I'm just excited that I get to work with people that are ready at this point in time to be able to help yeah. the collective because that's such a joy. You know, I'm not, a, not in this for my ego, that's for sure. I'm, I'm certainly in this knowing that this um, unity consciousness that we're, we're creating with, with being people that can hold the space for the collective consciousness mm. to grow is extraordinarily mm. privilege and expansion for my, for my enlightenment. For sure, without a doubt. That's where I'm getting most of my enlightenment from. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel that, but I, yeah. I certainly feel that, you know, for myself, that that's serving, that's yeah. how serving, certainly serving. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think um, just with what I was saying before is, is I think what I was mean, meaning to get to was like, you know, if, if you're looking at these leaders or teachers or you know whatever they may be authors things like that they're speaking about all these ways of which where you can kind of have that breakthrough and come to that point of enlightenment and ease and joy and abundance um it's like if they if 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 we can do it if we can get through our breakthroughs and we can um you know get through our breakdowns and our breakthroughs then anyone can you know um and, and to have that as an example you know um and to just yeah understand that everyone has their journey and their breakdowns and their breakthroughs but if they've gotten through to the other side of it and they're wanting to help you use that as an example of if they can do it i can do it as well and and then it's kind of like a um the way i see like the collective consciousness working in terms of purpose is you know we're all speeding up the evolvement and the ascension process by having our own experiences and then passing them on through that process you know so that's why there's so many coaches these days and so many um so many leaders so many people speaking and writing books and so many people sharing their messages and having podcasts and everything like that it's kind of like there's been the speeding up of raising the the consciousness of the planet because these people are having their their breakdowns and their breakthroughs and then sharing that so that other people don't have to take as long through their experiences you know and don't have to feel like they're in it on their own Yes, and I got told by Spirit that the other day is that people, like even in regards to um, the training I offer and stuff like that, I used to let people do one level and, and that's it. And they're like, no, they're so got to commit to the seven levels because that's where, that's where they're, they're just, they're in a different zone now. Before it was more like they need lots of preparation. They're just ready. People are just ready to go, bang, they got to do it, do it. Yeah. Um, commit to yourself, like commit. And like you said, mm. purpose 
about committing. And I remember you, I heard you say that at the beginning because for me mm. it is about committing. And I got that message mm. through this morning that they said, you, you're committed to what you do. Don't second guess yourself with details. Mm. Like, you mm. know, you be committed. Um, so mm. thank you so much for joining me. If the hour has gone so quickly. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could talk. We could talk Till the cows come home. Before, we, um, before we sign off, of course, I just want to make sure everybody can find you, Jessica. So please let us know what's coming up for you, any details um, with regards to your website or how mm-hmm. your social media contact. Um, yes, yeah. So I love when people add me on Facebook as a friend, <laughs> um, which is obviously under Jessica Reed, um, or my Facebook page is um, Jessica Reed Global Clairvoyant. Uh, channel and purpose fulfillment coach but my website is um, www.jessicareedonline.com and my most exciting thing you know I always do my my soul consciousness readings and my um, coachings purpose um, coachings but my most exciting thing that I've got going on at the moment is um, you know my my one of my guides Alicia she's like my my guide my soul sister from home <laughs> is how I say it from the Pleiadians um she has taught me a process called quantum leaping, um, which is a, a manifest, uh, manifesting process with, you know, like step by step, um, customized uh, ways that you can really shift your consciousness to actually manifest exactly what your desired reality is. So um, that is in my um, online shop at the moment and it's at half price because um, I'm doing a, a, a launch promo at the moment. So if anyone wants to um, really look into um, manifesting that process, quantum leaping. Um, that's my favorite thing that I've got going on at the moment. Mm, definitely. Oh, cool. That's <laughs> awesome. And um, yeah, I'm sure we'll have more more to do with each other in the future. And yes, definitely. The collective, uh, all, all my guests and I, we seem to resonate. So it's, uh, I remember Spirit yeah. saying, you have no idea what you're creating. And I'm like, yeah. okay. Uh, yeah, because as a collective energy, mm. I, mean, I know we're here to serve the collective energy, but then as a collective with guests and people that are involved with this, oh, I'm getting all teary, I don't know why, but yeah, there's, there's, lots, of, there's lots of amazing things to come. Yeah, so, definitely. So much. Yeah, it's Thank lovely. you so much. Love what you're doing. <laughs> Thank you.